Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. These days, everybody wants to be green. I'm not talking about selfies with your favorite houseplant or fair-weather football fans. I'm talking frank and honest coffee, sustainably made, supporting local jobs and communities. We are guaranteed Irish and a genuinely greener choice. Frank and honest. You can't fake great-tasting coffee. Available in Centra and Super Value stores nationwide. Welcome, welcome everyone to the Blood and Mud podcast, the podcast that missed the MasterChef final on Friday. Good Couldn't work out why it hadn't been recorded. I know, what's happened there? Absolutely fuming. Two two channels <laughs> of the same output. <laughs> so weird. Remember the, in the times when you had no other channels, that's all you could watch? Yeah, imagine you, if you were the, like in a walled garden of royalism. Imagine if we hadn't all been, had the ability to watch Netflix on Friday instead. You know, I know it's, it's mad, insane. Genuinely, it felt like Britain had gone back in time like thirty years on Friday. It does give like, you a small taste of what it's going to be like when when the big boss finally shuffles off. Because I mean, but, to be fair, I mean, I'm sure she's terribly upset. They've been married a very long time, and you have to think that they've been together such a long time that she might. You know, you hear hmm. about these couples who die quite close in in age and stuff. Yeah, Not wish that on anybody, of course. God no. And he's somebody's granddad and somebody's dad and all that. And, you know, so I've, that's sad. But He's yeah. not my granddad, though. No, he's not my... Definitely. Well, my granddad was a bit racist like him. Yeah. So, most most people's granddads are, to be fair. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I just... It's all very weird, isn't it? I think you'd sometimes forget that it's... Because it's been ages since the Jubilee. Mm. You forget it's lurking under the surface, yeah. ready to <laughs> erupt at any point. At any, mo- at any moment, royalism will just and explode into your faces and make you pretend to care about it. It's weird. Weird. Do you see those photos of all the like digital billboards that have been... No, I saw a photo of somebody you'd built like a like a like a, a guy forks a guy that goes on top of a bonfire. Oh, nice! Yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. made one of them and put it in the garden. It Brilliant. was like terrifying. I mean, that's that's respectful. 
Yeah. Well, I don't think they're going to burn it. I would say that. They weren't going to burn it. It's just weird. But yeah, like all the digital, you know, like when you drive into London, they've got all those digital billboards going. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Every single one of those has just got his fucking, you know, rictus face (laughs) on instead of adverts because all of the advertisers don't want to appear. Callous, like they're being disrespectful by by continuing to advertise, (laughs) which is weird on a day when the shops have reopened and the pubs have reopened. But yeah, it's just weird. You've been in a queue at River Island today or anything, Josh? Not yet. I've got I've got a table booked in in a pub for an an important work meeting tomorrow at two o'clock. So interesting to see how that goes. We've booked an outside table for my my, both my kids' birthdays are in May. So here in Wales, I think think Mm. we can go and sit outside in May. I lose track now. I honestly don't know. I'm just going to assume unless somebody stops me, I'm going to assume that it's all right now. (laughs) Anyway, speaking of stopping, let's stop this. I'm Lee. Yeah, and over there is. Uh, I'm a slightly elevated Josh. Josh, you stood up, the, everybody. Uh, yeah. He's doing it a la Chris Moyles. He used to always stand <laughs> up am. for his show. <laughs> yeah, my back is still a bit fucked and sitting down is not fun, but I have got a clever telescoping, telescoping, telescoping <laughs> mic thing. So I'm I'm doing it full Radio 4 radio drama style Beautiful. so i can just stick it i can gesticulate i can you, you can know hold a script up in front from of the you. mic i can come back to the mic it's just all gonna be i've got a couple of coconut shells to do clip clop noises if we get a horse <laughs> at some point or anything like that basically I'll, I'll have never been more dynamic than i will be in the next couple of hours well what a so, dynamic yeah. kind of pod aren't we you know even we though are, let's face we it. do a pot speaking of josh's back and i funny enough me and josh are so like lobsters intertwined it's that, weird, basically, that, that basically we both did our backs last week but I do have to say mm. that Josh has done it I did mine through overwork in the garden as you know big week in the yeah. garden those of you who've seen the photos um, and you see I crashed a digger yeah you did I, I snapped the ramp and I was very impressed with digger pull a wheelie yeah. and thought I was at one point I thought I was going to fall on me uh, but it didn't, and I managed to correct what, it and write what it. What a way to end the podcast that would have been, after all your digger chat last week. Oh, I know, yeah. I'm afraid that um, this is the, 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 the... Never mind Prince Philip, Lee's died under yeah. a digger. <laughs> but I it's mean, what he would have wanted. It would be very tragic, but absolutely it is what you would want it. He died know. doing what he loved, tweeting while digging. <laughs> but, but anyway, so I did me, but I put my back out just to digging trenches and generally dragging shit around that I was really struggling to... See, I could have stood up like you. Didn't think about that. So you could have. You improvise, yeah. adapt, overcome. I'm just a lazy bastard. Well, you know. But obviously what's quite clear is Josh's back is much worse than mine. He actually has a significant <laughs> problem. Yes. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm coming to you from... Uh, we'll see how long it takes for me to get so bored with standing up that I can tolerate the discomfort of sitting down. Yes. It's going to be a, a really a, a finely balanced thing. And readers, like see if, readers, listeners, see if you can sort of notice when I, when I descend. It feels a bit like being back in the pub, though. We had a bar to lean on, and you could have a drink. <laughs> we, could be like, we literally could be like sitting in the pub. I'm just like... <laughs> So yeah, so um, so you you've heard which is back the thing with, that people used to say they liked about us. Yeah, people used to say that they liked that about our podcast that it felt like two people having they a chat. They did used to say, don't they? Now they say it's so like maybe miserable people us. sitting in a library or something. <laughs> but I think that's true. The fact the fact we're both in pain, we're we're quite cheerful. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I feel sorry for you. Joke. You've done your back in without having to go on a digger. That seems a bit out of order, no, to be I honest. Feel, I, feel, I feel shortchanged by life <laughs> in that regard. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> Once again. Fortune vomits on your eider down. Josh. <laughs> um, so, you know what else I did last week as well? Because I realised I had to do something. I hired a jackhammer last week. <sighs> so I, I smashed me, uh, me, me concrete gate post, got the treatment with the jackhammer last week. Lovely stuff. Uh, so basically, I, I'm a bit like Stephen Jones's editor at the Times because I'm a one-man giant tool <laughs> indulger, basically. <laughs> Very nice. I'm here I mean, all you, week. You laid a lot of pipe for that. But I it did, was didn't I just? I built that uh, yeah, up. Yeah, you did. Minutes of it. I'll tell you what, though. Isn't it what cold, is though? that guy fucking talk about? What is he talking about, that guy? I've come to the conclusion, right, that I don't... I think his, his, his columns are just generated by a shitpost AI now. I don't think he actually writes anything. Like, most of the time, it used to be a case that what he talked was bollocks, but it was bollocks that at least felt grounded in something approaching an opinion that a sane person could hold. A wrong one, but an opinion Or at least it was somebody researched. Watson's not big enough to be in South Africa, and as somebody pointed out, he's only two kilograms lighter than Sia Khaleesi. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where, and I could point out, Hamish Watson is absolutely fucking ripped. Yes. So I think he's all right. And that extra two. If you're going to try and outmuscle South Africa, I don't think it's the way to go with a scratch team. To be honest. No. no. We tried that well, in 2009, is... and every single one of them got broken. Every <laughs> single one of them. Exactly. Also, like everybody said that. You know, you couldn't go to New Zealand and try to just, you know, bully the All Blacks up front. You know, you had to try and basically out All Blacks the All Blacks to beat them. And Warren Gatner said, no, it's all right. We'll just run big lads at them and see what happens. And broadly, it was all right. I mean... <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's so, just mad. He's, I mean, it's obviously it's a clickbait thing, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. You know, he's the, the, his editor's gone, what's the most controversial thing that you could possibly get out of your fetid little brain pan this week, Stephen? And he's gone, well, Hamish Watson just got player of the tournament. I could say he's too shit for the Lions for some reason. And I'm like, oh, too shit's a bit strong. Could you just say he's too small? And they go, yes. And I'm assuming I'll he's do. just on the other end of the phone going, you write that up for me, you know the words to use. <laughs> you know, won't you? That's the thing, he's not going yeah. to... How much is he actually writing these days? Brian Clough never wrote a column. That's when I read his. Was it, he just? He, mm. That's what he used to say to a Duncan Hamilton. Just so yeah, I wanted to cause a load of shit with X Club. You'll know what to say, Duncan. <laughs> just get on with it. <laughs> it's a bit of that going what was, on. Was, didn't we watch? What was that thing that we watched that was interviewing? It was one of the documentary things where they interviewed Stephen Jones. Was it Stephen Jones or was it? And he had many laptops. Yeah, it was the it was the it was a one tag because he was say it was the Pacific Islands one, the Oceans Apart one. Ah, where he yes, said it was, it was all yeah, totally yeah. disgraceful. Yeah, it was um, the only time he talked. He's ever the only time we've ever sense. agreed with him on anything. Yeah, yeah. Because actually, it's such that's how obviously correct it is in some way <laughs> that even Stephen Jones <laughs> even has, Stephen has Jones. rebounded back to agreeing. <laughs> but therein lies the insanity. Like he's. You know, he's a man with many, many old laptops and printers and keyboards, and yet he can't put any of them together to form a coherent opinion. No. It's tragic, I think he writes two words on each of them and then uses like a melding thing and just hope it comes out (laughs) all right. 
Oh, anyway. Yeah, anyway, sorry. Cold, isn't it? Mm. It why is, is cold. it so cold? Why is it so cold. fucking cold? And why is it when you look outside, you go, what a lovely day. And you walk outside, you go, Jesus Christ, yeah. almighty. Actually, it's eight degrees. It's not I mean, that nice at all. My back's tightened up again. Christ. <laughs> no, it's mad, though. Like, genuinely, it's April and it's snowing. We well, see, it's- I got a digger because I've excavated a big patch of garden to put wildflower seeds down so that I can mm. just trim it twice a year because that's the kind of garden I like. Um, like that. Yep. And, um, we, 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 there's, there's all kinds of tension in the house. Is it too cold? Can we put them down yet? If we leave it too long, it'll get full of weeds. Oh my god! Oh, it's stress. Yeah, bloody stress. I tell you, we've got we're trying to reseed our lawn at the moment. Oh, you've, fu- oh like, you've had it. Fucking forget about it. Well, it's things like it should have been done by now. But on the flip side, it's fucking freezing. So if we put any grass seed down, it'd be dead. Yeah. So fuck knows. Yeah, the good thing is, of course, because we've dug up a load of earth, we've got about like 27 birds just jumping all over it. Cause all oh, the yeah, they're are loving that up. shit. They're loving yeah. that shit. But of mm. course, so is Chuck the cat. He's just sat there, <laughs> slightly, you know, quietly, Waiting. quietly looking at him going, I'll decide which one of you is fucking having it in the next five minutes or so. <laughs> After I've finished having a, bit of a, having a bit of a wash. Yeah. You bide your time, lads. We'll yeah, see. Yeah. Oh, enjoy yourself. Feed, yeah. You know, you have a good feed, lads. Yeah. Because yeah. I'll be amongst you in a minute. Eat, eat too much if you want, you know. Get a bit leggy. <laughs> See how that goes. Yeah, anyway, there you go. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hi. So you can tell we missed a week, can't you? Oh, yes. Um, if you want to get in touch with us to say your introductions last too long and why do you keep locking half yes. the podcast away like people keep doing now? Um, yeah. because, because we do, that's what we do now. You can yeah. get in touch with me at Blood and Mud, or you can get in touch with Lee at com. and there's the Patreon messaging service if you're on that. Indeed. But there you go. Josh, how do people get hold of you now? Uh, at Josh Gardner, uh, at rocked underscore mag, uh, rubbishitwatch.com, I suppose. Um, yeah. All that. All that. We're on ACAS, we're on Apple, we're on patreon.com slash Blood and Mud. Yeah, we are. We, you know, we've upset some people with it, but this is where we're going. We're rewarding people who are our patrons. Thank you to everybody. There's Indeed. so many people who've joined the £2 tier. I like to respond to each of them individually, but honestly, mm. so many of you have done it, and thank you so much. I honestly don't have the time. So please just take my thanks <laughs> yeah. in saying Genuinely, that. I really appreciate it. It means a lot, and we really appreciate yeah. it, because we appreciate that nobody has infinite money and yeah. where you choose and to put people your are cash. used to free shit in this day and age aren't they absolutely so. and we are when we all are you know but uh yeah it, it means a lot that you choose to uh to reciprocate our doing of stuff with readies so if you want to join it's t- it's two pound a month or you can actually pay for the year and it's 20 quid get it out of the mm. way don't have to worry about it then do you until Indeed. next year why not um, and just to make the point that a few people have said to point out because they didn't know the fact that I'll mention it again that you do get a private RSS so you can actually you do. If, you, if you're listening Acast now you can still listen in Acast with the Patreon feed you don't have to use the Patreon app which not to go too far a point on it is shit right. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so basically yeah you can do that you can use Apple you can use the Apple podcast player you can use Acast you can use a number of different things the only thing you can't use is Spotify because Spotify are sort of like Nazis yeah, not a big fan of Spotify. I Spotify want to keep only you listening to things they want you to listen to. They're mm-hmm. not really a podcast player. They're a content provider. No, they're trying to they're trying to make themselves out to be a podcast platform, but what they are is evil. While I was gardening last week, though, do you know what I fucking waded up to my fucking chin in, don't you? What? On Spotify. What? The 
renegades born in the USA, Barack Obama has a chat with Bruce Springsteen <laughs> podcast. It's about I mean, being a man. It's about fatherhood. It's about the American experience. It's about two rich fellas somehow pretending they've got a problem. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> See, this is how Spotify are getting you in with this kind of red-hot exclusive shit. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, always agreeing with each other. A bit like yeah. us, never pulling up, yeah. never pulling each other up on it. I mean, I've always <laughs> said me and you are a bit like Springsteen and Obama. Let's be honest. Basically, yeah. I mean, I, I, let's leave that analogy right there. But, Charm, um, yeah. musical output, yeah. success yeah. level, earnings. Yeah. yeah. Can't get a cigarette paper between us. Honestly, we're basically the same. So, yeah, so thank you very much. To the patreon.com slash blood and mud, you got a two quid one, you got a five quid one, which is the VIP one. So, we've mm-hmm. had quite a number of these uh, over the, the weeks because people, as I say, keep signing up. So, thanks very much. Indeed. So, if you want to get your five pound biography treatment, then that's how you do it. You go to mm-hmm. patreon.com slash blood and mud and you select the five pound tier. Again, that's 50 quid for the year. If you want to pay for it up front, get it out of the way. So the ones we've had this week, and thank you very much. First of all, we've got Matt Merritt. Um, I've got that Matt played 100, ta- 100 games for Old King Colington's RFC <laughs> in every position in the pack. But I want to Lovely. be clear, that's 100 games per position. Oh, wow. He played. He actually played 800 games for that club often playing uh, for the first, the seconds, the thirds, and the vets in the same week. And he's now in a lot of pain. <laughs> just reaching for a biscuit just, is a problem. can't move. Nope. But, you know, it was all worth it. wouldn't change a thing. Who have you got, who've you got Josh? Who's next in the uh, I've got Kian McBride up next. Uh, Kian's a goal-kicking scrum off for Flatley's Dance Lords RFC. <laughs> uh, his low centre of gravity also makes him an all-island-level breakdancer. Um, but this is something that cost him and his team dearly when uh, his attempt to celebrate scoring a try in the cup final with a trademark head spin uh, saw him boot the retreating ref in the face, leading him to get a red card and condemning his team to a last-minute defeat. Thank you very much, Kian. Next up, we've got Stuart Pavitt. Stuart, super enthusiastic seven, does CrossFit, always chivying everyone on, even when 40 points down. Australian, everyone hates him. I'm sure you're a lovely guy, Stuart, but you know, we've got, yeah. a, we've got, we've got, we've got a parody. We've got to freelance these things, yeah. Uh, next up is Tom Harpley. Uh, Tom's a keen student of the Brazilian martial art Capoeira, uh, which he likes to demonstrate pre match as a sort of like low rent hacker. Um, unfortunately, he misses on average about eight tackles a game and regularly gets subbed at half time because the scrum is on roller skates. But that Capoeira demonstration is, is top notch. I'm not having that does any damage to anyone. That capoeira. Well, I've watched it a number of times. Like, nobody's dancing. beating anybody up doing that. It's fancy dancing and fair play. It's very impressive. Athletic. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah, absolutely. Great. Don't I know if do it's it. actually beating anyone up. No. Uh, next up, we've got Gregor Thompson. Thank you, Gregor. Gregor Thompson, Borders Farmer and Head Case Scrum Half for Ackle Chemicals Academicals. Mm-hmm. Once on tour in Spain, he broke his shoulder tackling a concrete bollard in full view of the civil guard. <laughs> Um, who gave him a matching set when he was in custody. Such is, the, such is their way. Such is their way, indeed. Thank you, Gregor. Uh, next up, we've got Jacob Park. Uh, Jacob Lincoln Park uh, is a big <laughs> fan of early 2000s rap rock and insists on listening to a carefully curated playlist, new metal hits before every game for PODRFC. Uh, 
His in his in pitch discipline, however, is absolutely horrendous. Uh, mainly because he intentionally concedes penalties in the hope that one day the ref will tell him that he's close to the edge, so that he can shout back, "And I'm about to break." Uh, it's never happened. <laughs> oh, you dug some foundations for that one, didn't you? <laughs> uh, thank you, Jacob. Uh, David Richards is the final one. David played played ten for Rillington Place RFC in London Five. Mm. He has the world's largest largest collection of scrum hat caps, despite never actually wearing one in his entire Look, career. It's good to have the option. It is good to have the option. So thank you all of you in the VIP and all the rest of you as well who give us your support. It means Indeed. a hell of a lot and it helps it us does. out and we keep going and it's lovely. And we're sorry about last week again, but here we Indeed, are. Indeed, we are. Shall we begin as we always begin with a play spotted, Josh? We, we absolutely better add. John L. gets in touch on the Patreon messaging service because Hello. he's a patron, so he can do that. Simple as that, really. Don't know how to explain it. He says, I've been sitting on this play spotted for a while because I wasn't sure if I could submit it given it happened during a game. Mm, well, all I right. mean, yeah, I'll allow it. Yeah. But thought it was finally time to share. Playing rugby at a state school in South London mostly meant that the team with more middle-class catchment area won. And occasionally you'd be get the <laughs> honour of being annihilated by one of the private school's thirds 15s. However, he said, playing Gravney was an interesting exception to this as they were known to have a certain England under-16 called Kyle playing oh. for them. Oh, he said, after some confusion when they fielded a second Kyle on the wing, who clearly had actually never played before, so that's not who it was. Uh, a solid tactic was developed of every player bundling into Kyle, <laughs> the furious plop. I say bundling rather than tackling, as this was honestly no more akin to three to four shoulder charges at once, which he basically <laughs> bounced before by finally being dragged down. During the second half, he got bored of this and moved himself to 10. Amazing. And, pro- and proceeded to launch speculative drop goals from his own half. He said, I don't think any of them went over, but they were all impressively boomed. <laughs> he said, I played against him again the following year, by which time he'd moved to a private school for sixth form. He was a lot harder to stop when you didn't outnumber him five to one. Yeah, I bet. I'll bet, <laughs> John. Yeah. Imagine coming across Kyle Sinclair. In you know, low level schools rugby, it, 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 oh god, yeah. Like I mean, obviously, like any professional rugby player, it's not going to be fun to kind of interact with them. You know, any future pro, future lion at that level is not going to be fun. But particularly a prop, especially a dynamic prop like yeah. him, who can just, move himself to ten and start spanking oh, drop goals because he's born. Absolutely no part of that. I want to see that happen in some... Because I'm sure Bristol will tolerate that in some dead rubber game. Oh, fucking right they was. Just let, just let him move to just 10 for start. five minutes. <laughs> or get in the pocket to have a go to drop goal. <laughs> Callum's a bit tied, tired today and Yoan's still injured. So, Kyle, would you have a, have a quick bash? Yeah. Can't, we, we weren't on last week, so we didn't get a chance to talk about Callum Sheedy as captain for Bristol, did we? Yes. No, we didn't. Who was, was I mean, a very angry man by the end of the oh, game. I'll tell you what, the referee I don't blame I, abs- like, I don't give a shit if they've just murdered one of your players. I am not fucking listening to anything you're saying anymore, <laughs> Callum. It's like, I don't blame him at all, because <laughs> I would have been exactly the same in his position. However, he was extreme. It's not the way to get a ref on side, is it? Point was, the ref did he just went, that one happened over there, that one, yellow card that, that was yellow card that, yeah. yellow yeah. card. <laughs> well, he was, right, he was right on both counts. It's like, shoulder-checked Harry Randall, 
inside after he took a quick tap after about two meters, and he's like, "Well, that's a yellow card for starters." Correct. No penalty given. And then the guy fucking clotheslined him, and he's like, oh, "That's it. Yeah, yeah. No, not even a penalty." The, the ref, the ref was basically just doing the eye roll emoji every time Callum Sheedy yeah. walked towards him. I mean, him, basically. Mike Adams. We, you know, let's, we're not going to talk about last week, this week, but. That was an unbelievable bed shitting on the part of Mike Adamson and his team in that game. Uh, I talk about completely losing control of the game. By the end of it, he just wanted it to end. He didn't know who he needed to send off. He was just desperate for it to be over. Which we is a, what you want from a ref at this level, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And he's an international ref now, isn't he? Mike yeah, Adamson. he is. Yeah. Uh, I actually thought he did okay in his first international game from memory. I don't remember. He was being okay. Horrendous. I mean, he's capable of being okay. He was fine the week before in the Pro 14 final, albeit not brilliant. But yeah, it was a big old bed shit. Uh, that, sorry, that was a digression after it was, thinking yeah. about Carl Sinclair and Bristol and drop goals. Uh, so, mm. John L., thank you very much for that. Uh, we Indeed. had a, After I said we were running out of play spots, we had a rash coming through. So, we had quite a few parked up. But don't let that stop you sending them in, ladies and gentlemen. Hell no. Send them in to the Patreon messaging service or the direct message on Twitter or lee at bloodandmud.com. Spare no mundane detail. I mean, obviously, nope. I think a lot of people might have some of these I played with X. We've all had that experience, John, though, playing against Sunday where you just go, oh, my God, he's so much better than me. Yeah. My mate at oh, yeah. uni, who I played with, who'd been, uh, when I played rugby league at uni, who'd been on Featherstone's books, was just about, I, I'm probably... Roughly about seven hundred and eighty-seven percent better at rugby than I was. It was like mesmerising to see how much better at rugby he was than me. We've all been there. Yeah, it happens, you know. Uh, so, you know, we like to do correspondence sometimes, don't we, Josh? We like to have. We a, do. We like, we like for you to let us know what's happening. James yeah. Bernard Crone gets in touch, and he wanted to point out to us that we didn't know this. I don't know if you, any of you knew this, but Steve Diamond has a Twitter account. He does. It's, and he said, the funny thing is is that you can flick through the entire history of it in one flick of the finger. Yeah, he's not a big tweeter. I desperately, desperately wanted him to be following Robbie. But sadly, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> he's only he just, if that's the only reason he started a Twitter account, was to follow Robbie, basically, just to <laughs> lurk. Yeah, he's, got, he's only got 1,939 followers. Joined January 2012. Uh 26 people following, including one one of which is his son. Um, but weirdly, it's almost like his Twitter account has woken up now that his uh, media career seems to be kicking off. Cause, uh, well, there's nothing. Tweet- there's, there's three tweets in 2012, 20, 2012 to 2013, three tweets. Nothing. Yeah. Like yeah. the great sandy desert in Australia. Yeah. Nothing can I just say, Can I just say, though, one of his tweets from 2013 is for sale. Classic Merc SL420, soft slash hardtop, red, full service history, 63,000 miles. Simple as That's that. That's it. No link, nothing at all, just I'm selling my classic SL420. Anybody interested? That's I'm what genu- I genuinely want to tweet him and say, hi, Steve, is this still available? <laughs> I don't know much about cars, right? But how can something be a soft and a hardtop? Is it because you, you could like are they interchangeable? Is it one of those ones where it's, yeah, I think it's one of those ones where it's kind of like fancy and like like it's a hard roof, but it can go into a like a it can fold down. Basically. I, I, I get a feeling that we're we're out of our element here. We're we well out of our element. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, August the 8th, 2012, inaugural tweet, will the Cell Faithful please get your asses to Haywood Road on the 18th to support Kurto's game? <laughs> Our full-stand squad will play, full stop, dimes. Lovely. I'm That's assuming that was a testimonial tweet. of some... Yeah, I'm sure it was, I bet, I reckon it was probably a testimonial for Mark Cueto. Yeah, that's what oh, I, you just spelt it wrong. That's what I thought. Um, and then a year later, great game Friday night. Mm-hmm. And then, then the May 2013, yeah. the classic Merc. Yeah. Then nothing until 2020. Yeah. And then in the last couple of weeks, he's... Uh, he tweeted about his mum dying, it looks like, I think. He did. He, which is, some links which to his mum's funeral, yeah, which is fair which enough. Which is fair enough. Then in April, uh, on the 8th of April, which is earlier this week... Uh, he posted a photo of himself at Aintree uh, for the National uh, and then another photo of himself at Aintree and then a picture of himself with some men who all look exactly the same as him posing in front of a helicopter. Um, the jeans and shoe game is very strong <laughs> in this. Hashtag jeans shoe. There's a lot of brown suede in that shoe department. That's all I'm going to say. It looks like he's about to get into Airwolf, though. That's quite good. It does. It's a cool helicopter. There's no denying it. Although Steve's sort of Mac that he's wearing makes him look a little bit like he's just stepped out of kind of American Psycho. Collars up as well. It's an old Mac. Collar up Mac, yeah. And to be fair, to link with the Airwolf, one of his mates does look like Ernest Borgnine. (laughs) But yeah. So I mean, yeah. I, wouldn't you just know that he'd be well amongst the uh, the great British national horse torture porn race? Yeah, hundred percent, absolutely without. You know, he's everyone is in that sort of you know. In yeah. That so Steve world, underscore dimes. You're gonna have a look. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating that, yeah. Little, little corner of the, of the of the Twitter world that is. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's you know, he's, he's half-arsed, isn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah, well, this thing, he's, he's, you know, he's tweeted something that BT have obviously sent him <laughs> to, to trailing the quarterfinal on uh, Saturday, which obviously he was working. Um, and, yeah, then he retweeted something about Ross Harrison uh, making 250 appearances, which is nice, you know. So, yeah, down yeah. Twitter, keep, keep your eyes peeled. It looks like it's coming back to life. Yeah, yeah. famous people he follows... Well, there's yeah. not many of them. Uh, Lawrence Delalio, who weirdly isn't uh, verified on Twitter, unless he follows a fake Lawrence Delalio. <laughs> um, yeah. Michael Liner, Sales Sharks, obviously, Sky Sports, but not BT Sport, weirdly. Um, Austin Healy, Andrew Neal, England Rugby, Premiership Rugby, Josh Beaumont, and still, still holding a candle, Danny Cipriani. Wow. Who's been who's been doing a lot? He does a lot of motivational tweeting now, does Danny? Some does. people sent it. I haven't done it for shit, but some few, couple of people sent it in. It's just pictures of himself like looking wistful in location, different locations. So, like, I've just clicked from Danny. I've clicked on Danny's Twitter page, and yeah, there's a picture of him looking moody at the Acropolis in Greece <laughs> with a caption: "I could never have imagined I'd be standing here as strong as I am today. However, here I am. Real change, enduring change, happens one step at a time." The more you reflect on your strengths and how you can build upon them, the more confident you will be in the future. I don't know what that's got to do with Danny sitting in some white skin fi- uh, skinny fit jeans and a beige t-shirt in front of the Acropolis. But, I mean, it's profound. You've got to give it to him. You've got to give it to him. You've got to give it to him. Yeah. And now he's off to Bath. Yeah. They can get yeah. the full benefit of his new, you know, character. His new outlook on life, yeah. 
To be fair, though, he did seem like he was in a little bit of a malaise. He did. For a I little while. And if he's found a bit of structure that, good, that helps him, then good for him, I suppose. I think Bath's a good team for him. Yeah. Although, I'm, you know, there won't be happy for him fucking tripping off to the Acropolis at a moment's notice to go no, and exactly. be thoughtful, I mean, though, will he? Yeah, there are some things with columns like, in Bath, though, aren't they? Can you go and stand next to them instead and get the same vibe? Yeah, you can go and hang out by the Baths and get the same vibe. There's plenty of pillars. Well, there's pillars all over the fucking gaff in that place. And what's that like waterfall thing that Javert killed himself in? And Russell yeah, Crowe yeah, killed yeah. himself in, in that in the Les Mis film? Because that was actually in yeah. Bath, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, there's loads of that sort of shit. He can he's all over it. Russell Crowe really can't sing, by the way. Talk no, about he that really film. Can't. I mean, you know, it's not everyone's cup of tea, is it? A musical, but it's no. best. It's have not... you seen Russell Crowe le- recently? Isn't he about three hundred stone now? Uh, he's definitely put put on a few pounds. I was watching, um, which is his right. He's enjoying his right, absolutely. Um, he's just got. I was watching. What was I watching? The oh, it was um, the rabbit. I was watching the rabbit. It was in the NRL a couple of weeks ago, and it sort of cut to his owner's box, and it basically just looked. He's got a big, he's got a giant grey Santa beard and a sort of a big mullet. And he just wears like Rabito stash now. He basically looks like every Sydney Rabbitohs fan over the age of 40, <laughs> ex- except he owns the team. <laughs> and he used to be incredibly fucking ripped and in good shape. And but now I he's don't just think gone, that, you know what? Fuck it. But that was clearly just for Gladiator, though, wasn't it? You yeah, always got the was. feeling that was like, oh, this has been a lot of hard work. He's, yeah, it was, yeah. And it was, there was always this desperate, you know, the desire to be a porky man. And I respect Russell Crowe for just going, Absolutely. you know what? Fuck it. Because by, by the time State of Play rolled around, you got a feeling that was exactly the look that he lived in most Absolutely. of his life. <laughs> you know, he's nearly 60 now. He's, he's, he's entitled to let himself go, in my opinion. I also like the fact that, because when I saw a photo of him, he had put a bit of weight in fair enough. But you've obviously got a choice when you're a fella, haven't you, with the old weight thing. You, you, can, yeah, either you, go, you can either undersling your chinos, yeah. or you can you can mid-derby, yeah, yeah, mid-belly yeah. your chinos. Yeah. And he'd gone for a strong undersling, and I yeah. respect that. Which, which, is basically, which is basically him saying, I can't be bothered to buy new trousers. Yeah, these are still so a 36. Just, yeah, I'm just going to let it, I'm just going to let this happen. <laughs> Uh, There's a lot of what they call. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to make myself out to be a cunt here, but um, no. I was re- I was reading a uh, an article earlier about uh, the men's denim trends for 2021. Um, is is, is, is the skinny changed. and slim leg going out? I've got a feeling it's drifting out. The skinny leg is head. The skinny uh, skinny jeans are gone. Sort of spray right. on jeans gone. Yeah, I never um, wore them anyway. But I, I am, I am a slim leg man. Apparently, and uh, I was, I was also relieved to see this. Um, while baggy jeans are making a comeback, and skater jeans are making a comeback, and sort of the straight leg drainpipe jean is making a comeback. Um, however, you're all right. Basically, slim fit denim is fine. I think it's you're... a classic look that isn't really going to go out of fashion, slim fit denim. Basically, but... yeah. They're saying as long as you wear it with other stuff that looks vaguely fitted, it's fine. Right. Yes. If I'm you're going to go the sort of sort of oversized like t-shirts, yeah. oversized jumpers, you want to accessorize it with some more oversized jeans to go with it. But yeah, you're all right. One of the things that I did notice was that the trend is now for gathering apparently is back or stacking up as they call it. Which is basically okay. you like have to you have to explain what both of those things mean in this context. Basically, 
what it means is, you know, when your jeans are too long for you, yeah, and they sort of like, oh yeah, yeah, like yeah they yeah. sort of they sort of crease above your ankle. Oh, so oh, so it's got it's what they call a trouser with a lot of break. Yeah, so basically that's in now. So it's now in. So we're going to, back to two thousand and two, basically. Yeah, big style. It's it's now okay to wear jeans that are too long for you, effectively. And Which, if well, if Cornish pasty shoes come back in, honestly, I'm having no part of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those are you know you weren't expecting an update on 2021 denim you trends, but uh, yeah, I but know, yeah. It never ama- it never ceases to amaze me the things that you were uh, honestly you brush was, up on, Josh. Honestly, I was but I I realised that I haven't worn jeans in about a year, and the last time I wore jeans, sort of skinny jeans are acceptable, but then I put them on having worn tracksuit bottoms See? for the last twelve months and went. I don't like this anymore. <laughs> I don't put tracksuit bottoms on. I've been wearing jeans every day in lockdown. You know, I'm not See, going I out. used to be that guy, and then I just gave up. Because I know the minute I put tracksuit bottoms on, I'm never, ever getting out of them, and I'm yeah. not willing to go there yet. Yeah, I sort of, I, I resisted for, you know, I didn't even own a pair of tracksuit bottoms, aside from like ones that I used to occasionally work out in the cold. And then lockdown started, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy some tracksuit bottoms. If I put tracky bottoms, never taken them off. If I put tracky bottoms, and I'm not joking, I'd give it two months for I'm full Russell Crowe. Yeah, I mean, I'm rabbit toes tracksuit, massive beard, <laughs> underslung the lot. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Like last year, I gave up and started wearing vests and tracksuit bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> he basically became a sort of displaced version of Rab C Nesbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I'm basically a sort of yeah, like a. A South Sydney version of Rabsy Nesbit because I was wearing <laughs> more rugby singlets than string vests. Is that thing where you, and it's that terrible thing where you wear singlets because you like the singlet and you, that yeah. horrible moment, or you wear anything with a, with a badge on because you like it, mm. and you bump into somebody who's a proper fan, yeah, and they go, "Oh, you're a such and such fan." You go, no. "Sort of," and then they go, no. "Well, well, you can't believe they've signed such a body, can you?" Because I wouldn't have thought they'd be moving that three-two split with him. But you'd be like, "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> this happened to me horrendously. When we were in New York in about three, five or six years ago, and like I decided that I was gonna, you know, I like buying sort of home team merch of places I visit yes. rather than buying souvenirs. And so I was like, I'm not buying Yankee shit because fuck the Yankees. Yes. So I'll, I'll sort of become a de facto Mets fan. And I bought a t shirt that I couldn't be bothered to wash, like the clothes that we brought. Because we'd only brought a small bag, so I was like, "Oh, I'll just I bought this up, wear this Mets T-shirt," and then we were going in the lift in our hotel, going up to our floor, and this guy came up to me and was like, got into the lift, and then started asking me about last night's Mets game. And I was just like, "I got fucking clue, mate." <laughs> I was just like, he sort of he got like about thirty or forty seconds into talking about what happened in the game, and then asked me my opinion on something, and I just was like. I just like the t-shirt, actually. What about and those the, medical mats, though? The, 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 the worst part was then it was it was you know the hotel we were staying in is the tallest hotel in America, <laughs> and we were and we were st- we were staying on like the seventy fifth floor, and this guy got on at about ten and was going all the way up to the gym on the roof that was like a hundred or something. So we had a good minute and a half. Of him just staring at you in disgust. Of him awkwardly sort of being like, ah, yeah, right, okay. And just just being a, a total, like, 
I was like, where fuck are you? I went to watch minor league baseball last night. I just wasn't paying attention to the fucking Mets. Sorry. When I was in Chicago on my first trip to America, I was in the Billy Goat Tavern, which mm. is where John Belushi used to get his burgers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was a fellow who worked in there, an old fella, who came over and started talking to us about every Chicago... But what I loved about it was is that it was a monologue and it was yeah. fucking hilarious because he just jumped <laughs> from one Chicago team to the next about how shite they all are. Brilliant. Apart from the Cubs who'd won the World Series like two years before. And he went the, he went on the biggest rant about the Bulls I've ever heard, which involved him using the term injured motherfuckers about four times. <laughs> they kept, his biggest beef I could understand was that they kept signing injured motherfuckers was basically what he kept saying. Uh, so, but it's like Wales in the Six Nations most years. Basically, yeah. I could so, do that. Anyway, what the hell anyway, was that? That was I've got absolutely that was Steve no Diamond's Twitter. Oh yeah, that it was, went yeah. to God knows what. Anyway, yeah. shall we do some news? I think we better add Jesus. So the big news this week is news that's not really news, but it's leaked, which is yes. the Lions' coaching lineup, isn't it? Steve Tandy, Lions tourist. A gen- news that would genuinely have been impossible to countenance a year ago. Steve Tandy is your Lions' defense coach. What a fucking concept. And in many ways, for a man who looked set to follow the Kingsley Jones path of wandering irrelevance after he left the Ospreys a couple of years ago, <laughs> one total disgrace. of irrelevance, yes. Yeah. And now he's completing his Lazarus-like comeback to become, you know, the, effectively, the, you know, the pinnacle of his fucking profession. Defence coach for the Lions. I mean... I'm not trying to do... I'm not, I'm not trying to damn, damn him with fake praise right here, but do you... Uh, do we genuinely think he was first choice? Oh, goodness, he's... no. Well, it's just, it's Andy Farrell was the first choice, followed by John Mitchell, but they both ruled themselves out for a variety of reasons. Farrell, but it's not undeserved, though. I don't think, no, I don't think, think, I don't he's going to lose he's a done a brilliant. He's done there. a brilliant job with Scotland. The, my only issue is that his defensive system is a little bit different to the sort of psycho blitz of Farrell mm. and a bit... De- I don't know whether he picked him ahead of John Mitchell or not, because that's all a bit grey area. But yeah, Farrell was definitely first choice, and understandably so, because he's been there and done that and gotten worked with him. But it's yeah, it's a weird... Look, the coaches, you look at them and it's a weird... It's kind of a a, a fine like sort of motley gang of people that I'm not entirely sure work together. So, it's Steve, so it's Steve Tandy, isn't it? Gregor yeah. Townsend. As attack coach, yeah. Robin McBride. As forwards coach, yeah. Neil Jenkins. As kicking coach. Steve Borthwick as set-piece coach, is it? Uh, Borthwick, I think, this is still up in the air because right. he doesn't um, he doesn't want to miss too much of Leicester's preseason, basically. So Tandy um, Townsend, McBride, Jenkins. And that's it. That's it? Yeah. And Gatland. We'll find out for sure tomorrow, I guess. But none of these people. Yeah, the official announcement is tomorrow, by the way. Yeah. You well, you listen to this; is probably today. Yeah. They don't fight like they don't feel like a coherent coaching team to me. But I guess it could just be fun. Well, Tony you know? and Townsend obviously are. Yeah, and Jenkins and McBride and Gatland have worked together a lot. You know, maybe there's a sense that Gatland was like, well, Townsend's attack has demonstrated that it can work with Tandy's defence, mm. so. Having those two parts of the the system kind of knowing 
regardless of the result, regardless of what happens, right? I'm genuinely Mm. looking forward to having something a bit different as part of the coaching setup. Given, yeah, I've got nothing against Gatland having his third tour and all that stuff, but I do, you know, if it had just been him plus Farrell plus whatever again, you know what I mean? Yeah, if it had been Farrell, Rob (laughs) Oley, Graham Roundtree, who he wanted again, and you know, it would have just not been. Yeah, we would have known what we were going to get. Now, it's all a bit like, well, fucking hell, better off. In terms of the squad as well, you know, there's not a single English coach in the tour. And, you know, there's only the only Irish coach is a guy who spent most of the last decade with Wales. And, okay, he's with Leinster now, so we all know the Leinster boys well. But, yeah, it really, you know... It, it lays the bedrock for a Wales-Scotland-dominated tour in a way that I don't think any of us were expecting. No. and um, Well, when's the, the squad's the 6th of May, is it? The squad's mm-hmm. been named. We'll probably have a stab at having a squad guest near the time, yeah. I guess. But um, I genuinely... But as a genuine point about the, the squad, and we'll know a bit more mm. as it gets near the time, but I don't know how you can select a number of what you might have thought were nailed-on players who were playing second-division mm. rugby and didn't have a very good Six Nations. Yeah, it's I, really I don't know how you make... square that logically with it's the kind of very, tour you're going on. very, fucking hard to make. And, you know, let's not even get into the fact that, you know, and we'll talk about it in a minute, half the fucking, you know, anybody not involved in Europe in the Pro 14 looks like they're not going to have a lot of fucking rugby to play between now and <laughs> oh, the course, tour. Yeah, yeah. Also, same with the South African teams. You know, it's... Do you want to talk about that now, then? Yeah, yeah. So the Rainbow Cup's not happening. Even though um, (laughs) it's supposed to be starting next week and the first three rounds, which, as we've discussed in the past, are all derbies, um, are still taking place. So, And then it's going to get cancelled because they can't get visas because the British government won't let them in. I think they probably planned those derbies knowing they need as much time as possible to maybe yes. map this out, didn't they? As yeah. Well. So but you can see seems, the logic to it. It seems but. extremely unlikely that the English government is going to let a few hundred South African vectors come to the UK for six weeks. And so, yeah. Absolutely yeah. riddled with variants. <laughs> <laughs> this, you know, and you, in many ways, you can't really blame them. On the flip side, it does make... <laughs> The thought of Alliance Tour going there in about four months. So what's, I've more. missed this. Do you know? I'm not aware. You may not know, but are we know? Do we know what the South African teams' plans are in the absence? I suppose they're going to play each other. They're going to have to play each other, but this it seems almost. It seems very unlikely that South Africa are going to have a sort of decent amount of warm-ups of themselves. You know, they're going to. Who are they going to be playing between now and? The pre-seasons, the actual Lions Tours games. Yeah. It's you know, not going to fucking happen, though, is it? How it's going to go there? It's going to be the weirdest fucking Lions Tour ever. And at some point, it's probably going to get cancelled. I mean, it's nice it's, to keep talking about it, but surely, if you would... Yeah. I, I haven't seen the odds, but surely the fucking... If you're a betting man, sure. <laughs> it's not... I'm sure they must have stopped taking bets on it not happening. I would imagine so, yeah. But, you know, this is just the latest, you know, if they can't get the UK government to sign off, you know, them coming here, then how on earth are they going to 
allow Alliance Touring Party to go there and come back in safety. You know, it's the biosecurity that's going to be required for all this is fucking next level shit. You know, unless they're on the quiet getting everyone fucking... Like anybody that goes on that tour is getting vaccinated on the quiet in fucking Dubai or something. Which, I mean, who knows? But it's something about this, you know, it just doesn't... It's not happening, lads. For sure as shit, the Rainbow Cup ain't happening. And now I don't know what's going to happen for the rest of the season with the Pro 14 teams who've wound up their season two months early to accommodate this inevitably I mean, doomed they can always show. just They can always just reboot. They can do a mini tournament again, can't they? Like, I they suppose could just, a post-season yeah, could... tournament. If they, want, if they want to generate some fixtures. Well, Derby's Forever is the other, the other alternative. And who the fuck... No cunt asked for that. And we're already bought... You know, the Pro 14 is obsessed with the idea that we need more derbies because that's what gets people excited. But I genuinely don't think it is anymore. <laughs> I think we've derbied people up the arse and they're sick of it. <laughs> Derbying people up the arse. <laughs> Writing that down. Uh, yes. So, I mean, you know, it's 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 all nice talking about lions and coaches and things. But there Which are we'll very, keep doing because what else are we going to talk about? Yeah, we can't until, even talk about MasterChef because it yeah, got fucking cancelled. Until so. the moment that they fucking... Cancel it. We'll keep talking about it, but it's there are some fucking big old storm clouds on the horizon. Let's face it. Have you got any more news? Uh, yeah, Henry Trinder's leaving Gloucester at the end of the season for France, and I know what you're thinking. Isn't Henry Tr- Henry Trinder about three hundred years old and didn't he retire no, ages it's, ago? It's what, it's what we call a topsy ojo vector. Absolutely. Apparently not. He's only thirty-one, and somehow he's still playing. And next season he'll be playing for Van. There was he was one of those Trinder who is obviously absolutely nailed on to the Hall of Fame of the Yoso Club. Oh, unbelievably! But so. like the the what makes him even more Yoso Club Hall of Fame was that for a, probably a season and a half, people he were saying in, his his ability and his pace. They must find somewhere be, for him in in the England yeah, team. He's got to find a way to play for the you know a Martin Johnson era England cap beckoned, surely. <laughs> And then he had really bad injury luck, which derailed. No, we did, his... and he was a genuinely very. It he sounds was... like, you know, we always have to make this point here, right? We take yeah. the piss and we have a joke. We never ever forget that every single person we have a pop at is nine million percent better at rugby. Than oh we god, are. yeah. Yeah, you know, we never oh. forget that ever. I and mean, Henry Trinder is obviously a fucking very good rugby player. And, absolutely, you know, he is. But he is your so club. Can't escape. Absolutely, it. 162 appearances for Gloucester over. Fucking hell, 14, 13, 14 years, yeah. What's that, about 10 a season? Yeah, three England Saxons caps. The absolute mark. The absolute, and the absolute pièce de résistance of the Yosso Club. He was called up to the England side for an uncapped annual fixture against the Barbarians in 2014. I've just completed the checklist. He ticks absolutely every single one. (laughs) Absolutely does. So he's off to, well, he's off to RC Van, who are currently in... Prodider, but it looks like they're yeah. coming up this season. I think they're, they're riding fairly yeah. high up there. So yeah, they're second in the uh, Prodider. Uh, Tell you what, though, it must be great, wasn't it? Let's go and fucking live in France for the last part of your career. Re- decent bit of money. They'll put you up in some fucking house somewhere, won't they? Be great. Yeah. And you know, it's 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 not. And none of these clubs. I mean, some of them are, I suppose, but none of these clubs are in bad parts of the world. You know. 
I mean, obviously, Land. you're risking your own life playing at this level in France. Absolutely. But that's, that's, part, that's the risk you take. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, Van is what's in Brittany, isn't it? Something like that. Somewhere in northern France. It's perfectly nice. I don't know. I thought La Rochelle was in Brittany because <coughs> on the map, I thought it was in the Brittany bit. But actually, it's, it's on that side, but about 150 kilometers south of Brittany. Yes. It's, Atlantic. it's in the uh, Atlantic area, isn't it? The Biscay Atlantic. sort of area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which means sometimes good weather, sometimes very, very bad weather. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so, well, g- good luck to him. He might lose a finger indeed. or two, but, you he know. He might, but, you know, you'll feel like his coffers and have a nice couple of years, indeed. Nice couple of years. Good olive oil, fresh fresh produce, no I'm fingers. Struggles to use a knife to cut it, but, you Doesn't know. matter, you know. Get free baguettes every day. We've already talked about my next bit of news. I just wrote down Stephen Jones is a tit, which is not really news, but we've already done that <laughs> bit. So, Ooh, breaking news, actually. Ooh. Just before we came on air, um, it seems like the tug of war between Cardiff Blues and Scarlets. I mean Cardiff for, Rugby, RFC. Um, I'm just going to keep calling them Blues forever. It's funny. Um, <laughs> also, I've been doing it for 20 years now. It's not going to stop now. Um, As I said, yeah. for such a shit brand, it don't have to stick. Don't have to stick around. Um, Dwayne Peel, uh, obviously. Oh yeah, this su- thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Signed to be uh, Cardiff's attack coach before the whole Die Young coming back thing, uh, and then the Scarlets attempted to sort of hijack it, and it seems that the Scarlets have actually won out because. Uh, he will be going as the assistant slash attack coach to Glenn Delaney uh, down in Llanelli and Cardiff have lined up Matt Sherratt, who uh, was backs coaching Cardiff for a few years and did an absolutely appalling job at the Ospreys. Um, <laughs> then went to Worcester for a bit, uh, has not really torn up trees there, but is going back to, to where he, he had a lot of success. Do you so, think Dwayne Peel will help Glenn Delaney have more than one idea? I really hope so. I think Dwayne Peel's looking at that and thinking, I could have a head coach job here in a very short order. <laughs> I can do something with this yeah. because I can actually run more than one pattern. Yeah. Even, I, even if it's not a successful one, I can yeah. actually try and run more than one of them. And frankly, this guy looks like he's on the outs. So what's the worst that can happen? I get made head coach. We missed this last week months. as well, didn't we? When the owner of the Scarlets came out and said the reason why they were so utterly shite against Sale was because they were calling Wales moves instead of Scarlets moves. Yeah. Which you have to say, in terms of a fucking absolute a bullshit really, reach, it's really wonderful nonsense. stuff. Nonsense Hall of Fame on stuff. Olympic level stuff. It really is. Especially because if they were calling Wales moves, they would have been a lot more successful than the <laughs> one yes. move that the Scarlets kept calling. To You've been hoisted by time. your own bollocks there, haven't you, mate? Because <laughs> Wales played with some real inventive and creativity and sort of ingenious attacking patterns at times, and none of that was on display. No. Speaking of Scarlets, Johnny Williams is out for the rest of the season, which could mean anything between a week or six months, given the state of the Pro 14 at the moment. Um... In other news, Sam Kane's injured, right? Mm. Um, down south, and apparently he's come out and said, "I'm only, I'm only announcing this because it sounded so sinister." He said he's using this time off from his pectoral surgery because he got injured the end of March. He said, mm. "He said he's using this time to tie up a few loose ends." Jesus, which well, sounds a little bit like Michael Corleone at the end of The Godfather, it does bit, doesn't, doesn't it? it? You know, today yeah. I take care of all family business, Vito. You know. <laughs> 
I, I didn't have anything to do with it, Sam. It wasn't me, Sam. I, I, I didn't move your kit. I, I, I haven't taken your scrub out, Sam. It wasn't me. You know. <laughs> He's going to systematically go around and just sort of kneecap every rival for his for the open side jersey. The all you see, the thing is, Aaron. You know, today I take care of all family business, but just don't tell me you weren't involved because that insults my intelligence. As Michael Gordon <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. Finally, the Ospreys. Uh, I think it, sorry, re- just to finish that off, I think oh, it yeah. means he's had his fucking shoulder done as well. I think it means, yeah, he's probably had some stuff cleared out that needed to be taken While care you're of. open on the table, you might as well yeah, dredge it all out and tie you it as, together. It's like when you see, I've, you know, I watch a lot of American, you know, DIY programs, and the number of times that they get sort of two weeks into their project to redo their kitchen or whatever, and they go, actually, you know, We've never liked that window. Could we just block that up? And they're like, yeah, it's going to cost you another $4,000. And they're like, oh, fuck it. You know, Every American I'll... DIY show has that moment where they find something they're not supposed to find or make that decision, and then they have to yeah. compromise on their tiles. Yeah, they have, they have to like, find like, somewhere in the budget for it. The two the two um, Canadian lads. The, the Property twins, Brothers. Have we seen them two? Oh, God, yeah. Every Jonathan and Drew. One. Every single one of them is the same. There's always a problem. Yeah. Oh, this is really bad news. What is it? <laughs> yeah, the wiring's fucked. Or this is really bad. This termites is, in the wall. This is really bad news. What is it? There's four dead women in your drywall. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna gonna cost me at least seventeen hundred dollars to get rid of these people. Yeah, so. plus the fact they have to shut the entire site down for forensic recovery for the next nine months. So <laughs> they've actually, I've noticed they used to do a thing where they renovated somebody's house after they bought it. Yes. Because they like they have to see a vision that you can't afford what you want, but if you buy this, we'll yeah, renovate. We it. can make it into the thing that now, you wanted to. Uh, my dream home, I believe that's called. Yes. Isn't it? Now yes. they renovated to sell it, but the formula oh, yeah. is exactly the same. But the fact it's just been it's still the end of the telescope. I tell you what, the the Property Brothers as a concept. I mean, every, don't get me wrong. Everything on HGTV is the same program, just repackaged in a slightly and, different way. And the, but the way that out. the property. The way that the Property Brothers redo the same... They've got about seven shows on HGTV, and they're all exactly the fucking same. There's, a, there's actually a Wikipedia article called The Property Brothers Franchise, right? <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me get you through these, I mean, they right? seem like nice lads. Yeah. They, they, I mean, they seem like weird, sexless androids, if I'm honest. <laughs> but nice lads. Yeah, Proper nice plastic. with it, though. Yeah, nice yeah, yeah. and sexless, you know what I mean? Yeah, but like you got the original thing. It's nice and sexless, sexless until you find out that one of them is going out with Zooey Deschanel, and then it just ruins it. That does a bit, doesn't it? Because she's it? not that. You wouldn't describe her as that, would you? No, it just ruined it, honestly. But yeah, Property Brothers, right? Buying and selling, brother versus brother, Property Brothers at home, Property Brothers at home on the ranch, Property Brothers take New Orleans, Property Brothers at home, Drew's honeymoon house. Property Brothers Forever Home, Celebrity IOU, and there's a, there's a thing on Wikipedia called Future Programs, which I dread to think, frankly. Um, I've watched Celebrity IOU, which is one of the weirdest programs I've ever watched in my life, as far as the Renault thing goes, where they take an unbelievably famous person who has someone in their life that they want to pay back in that very American way, who's some sort of I underling yeah. or a relative... And they want to make them a nice house or they want to reno their house. So, like, the first episode is like Brad Pitt redoing his makeup lady's, like, pool house. 
And it's so weird because it's like that you, reminds me of you that. do not compute to HGTV light entertainment. It's like the um, the home edit. Have you watched that? No. It's those two shouty women who just mm. like reorganize people's cupboards. Yes. And then they obviously sell like reorganizing things. That's the whole point mm. of it. But they do every week, they do one that's like a normal person and one that's a celeb. Yeah. So like they go in and like reorganize fucking Marin Morris's under the stairs or something. <laughs> it's so bizarre. And they're like really loud and shout at each other a lot. And, um, but yeah, which one, to go back to Property Brothers, Jonathan, mm. he's the Renault guy, isn't he? Drew's the yeah, yeah, yeah. John, Jonathan's the tool belt. Uh, yes. Drew is the waistcoat tie. Yes. Yeah. Jonathan never does any work because he's no. not got a speck of dust on him ever. No, ever. I've never seen a man who's. But he's always tool belt on. He's always carrying yeah. drill gloves on. Yeah. Spotless. But absolutely spotless. It's like, mate, I've done DIY, and unless you're literally sitting next to a giant fucking industrial hoover that's sucking up every fucking <laughs> mite of dust you have not been there long pal that's another thing every single house in canada is built out of basically what looks balsa. like like frosty's boxes yeah because when they pull the walls out it all just comes down <laughs> it's like, it's like you where's that up? house we every can... house i had there wasn't a single square corner and every time i pulled the wall <laughs> down it was like a fucking nightmare yeah it's like oh we can blow that wall out easy and it's like ah you need to get all your ducting. No, am I? Yeah, my ducting. Yeah. What are you fucking on about? Pipes. H- HVAC, mate. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what. You could know all the lingo. <laughs> oh, mate. How I, do you I, find time to watch rugby I, between un- all this? And ironically love HGTV. There's something unbelievably stupid about I it. I don't watch just... property programmes, but I do because my wife watches a lot of them. But, and then, but I mm. do find myself sucked in. Yeah. Like Homes Under the Hammer and all that stuff. I mean, you can't turn it off, can you? No. It's, 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 and, and you get invested in... The, the journey. Yeah, like late picking the kids up from school and everything. Why you late? Well, I had to find out how much we were going to get for that terrace house in Stoke. I couldn't <laughs> fucking leave, and my Sky Plus is broke. Anyway, yeah, especially now HGTV is on Sky. All of the dreadful, uh, like, have you ever watched Hometown, where some hicks no. do up their town? It's, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they basically they're a shitty little town in Mississippi or whatever, right? Patron yep. spin-off episode yep. where we review every HGTV. fucking ridiculous yeah. program that's to do with this shit. But yeah, right now, we've got to move yeah, on. Yeah, we've got to move on. There'll be no time for anything Any else. more news beyond the um, fact that you are fucking up to your oxters in terrible oh, property love programs? love a bit of HGTV. Uh, no, I think I'm done. Okie doke. Now then, we are going to head off now we are. into our uh, patron zone, so our non-patrons will be leaving us. Coming up next... Mm-hmm. Is the return of the war animal, everybody? Oh, yes. So if you want that and you want to hear about the weekend, then obviously you know what to do. There's the elementpage.com slash blood and mud. Hell yeah. These days, everybody wants to be green. I'm not talking about selfies with your favorite houseplant or fair weather football fans. Come on, you boys are green. I'm talking frank and honest coffee, sustainably made, supporting local jobs and communities. We are guaranteed Irish and a genuinely greener choice. Frank and honest, you can't fake great tasting coffee. Available in Centra and Super Value stores nationwide. Have you got a one for all gift card that you've yet to spend? Treat yourself at any of the 11,000 one for all retail partners nationwide before December 31st and you could win €10,000 in cash. When you spend your gift card, simply visit oneforall.ie forward slash win and you'll be in with a chance of winning. Terms and conditions apply. 
One for all. Proud to support Irish businesses. The One for All gift card is issued by GVS Prepaid Europe Limited. GVS Prepaid Europe Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. We move on to shit good then. Mm. Um, and we do that. And welcome back our non-patron listeners. Hi. Welcome back, everybody. You missed a blinding war animal. Oh. And, you know, and, and lots of other things. You did. Um, so, do you want to start with shit? What have you got? Um... World Rugby's eligibility farce is still fucking over the Pacific Islands, which is great. So, Charles Pierce here, right? Yes. 17 All Blacks caps, hasn't played for them for five years, wants to play for Tonga, which he's eligible to do. However, in order to become eligible to play for Tonga again, uh, World Rugby requires him to play in a World Rugby Sevens qualifier for Tonga from uh, in Monaco in June. However... That is smack bang in the middle of the tail of business end of the Northern Hemisphere domestic season, meaning that Bristol are never going to release Charles Piatow <laughs> in the midst of a fucking title chase uh, to go and play sevens for a weekend. And so he's not going to switch to Tonga. You know, he's not going to have the opportunity to switch to Tonga. And it's like, it's like how so much more... He's being treated like a player who isn't qualified by a family then. Because you can do a sevens capture thing if you're residentially qualified or not quite residentially qualified. Yeah, isn't that normally the basi- Yeah, basically, if you've played for another team more than five, because he hasn't played for the All Blacks in more than five years now. Right. And instead of just saying, you know what, your eligibility for the All Blacks is now gone, you can choose a new eligibility, which like would the just be, league, where you can't which would be switch, yeah. the fucking most sensible thing in the world. They're once again creating barriers for Pacific Island players to not play for Pacific Island teams, which is fucking bonkers. I was trying to think about this because it, to me, it's the most obvious thing in the world of why is it a problem? You've not been, you can only change once and you can only change down or something, maybe, I don't yeah. know, something like that. Why is it such a problem? So I was I'm trying to think, well, who benefits from the rule as it is now? Um, the tier one European nations that don't have to play Tonga with Charles Piatow in the back line. Yeah, but it's, it's um, hard, isn't it? Because actually the All Blacks could... The All Blacks may not have wanted to lose Charles Piatow back in the day, so they cap no. him. I get that, but he did play a number of times. It wasn't like a one cap. Yeah, yes, he he's had 17 he caps. He had a career you know? with the All Blacks, didn't yeah. he, of sorts. Um what are they lose? Is it because because let's be honest, he's you, never going to play for the All Blacks yeah, if again. If you drop out the All Blacks for four years, I mean, I, I'm sure somebody will tell me, but I don't remember that many players coming, other than injury reasons, coming back after like five years and having a a solid All Black career after having 15 caps. Yeah, somebody's going to tell me there's a hundred of them now. But generally, once you're in and you're of that level, you're in, aren't you? Apart from yeah. the odd cap here and there, or maybe yeah. some like group games in the fuck it. But even then, the group games in the World Cup are from your, your kind of core 40 players you rotate around. So, who, you know, who who yeah. benefits by a two-year... Who who loses something by two years later, Piatow just saying, saying, yeah, you can go and play for Tonga now if you want. You can't come back, though. That's a decision yeah. that you're making. You can't... Fall, yeah, you can't there's, fall, no, fall, there's no coming back now, but if you want to go, you go. It's, it, it harms absolutely nothing and no one. And creates a better tournament. Yeah, creates and a better, better World Cup. Yeah, all yeah. of a sudden, you've got a World Cup where... You know, Charles Pierce House playing in it instead of not. You know, yeah. that's a better World Cup in my book. You know, it's it's just really just 
You know, in two years' time, in Nick Hughes goes and plays for Fiji again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, why is that a problem? Who's losing anything? (laughs) Who on earth is like... I genuinely don't get it. I'd like to actually... Listeners, I'd love you to tell me because I can't compute in my head. Obviously, New Zealand are always going to get first dibs on something like Piatel because they're going to want to be an all black. I get that. Yeah. It's, but once it's passed, why why would you not just... Into, and when they talked about that in the... Um, when Gr- Brett Gosper fuddly, you know, mm. emasculated himself and his uselessness yeah. on that and that documentary, just go, oh, well, yeah, we wanted it, but, you know, the big lads didn't fancy it, so that's the end of that then. So why don't the big lads fancy it? I can't quite understand it. Yeah. Why isn't some, you know, what is stopping somebody like, you know, Lamarpe, for example, he's supposed to... He's, yeah. Supposedly coming to France at the end of the season because the All Blacks don't want him. But he's been capped now. You know, why should he not be able to go, well, I can't play for the All Blacks anymore and they don't want me anyway, so I'm going to switch to Tonga. You know, all of a sudden, mm. you know, you've got Lamarpe and Piatau and, you know, that's instantly a fucking serious backline then. Even if it isn't, it's a stronger Tonga team and yeah. they get to play international rugby, which is what I do, and everyone gets a better World Cup or everyone gets a better yeah. tour or whatever happens. I just don't yeah. get it. Yeah, and it's even, you know, the same with... Sort what of, am I missing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm obviously know. missing something, but... Yeah, it, it it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And, you know, someone like Stephen Luatua as well, you know, mm. he could play for Samoa now. Fekatoa. Yeah. You know, these... Yeah, certainly Fekatoa could, you know, I mean, I think it's different with Fekatoa because he's played a lot for the All Blacks. But, like, yeah, imagine a fucking Tonga with fucking Lamape and Fekatoa in midfield. How much fun would that be? You know, at a World Cup instead of, you know, whoever they are, you know, fucking Moala and Thaino or something, you know? It's like, I just, I don't understand why World Rugby keeps making an ass of itself. It's not world rugby, is it? Because I think what Gosper no. was, I think what that documentary proved more than anything is that Gosper's basically going, "There's fuck all we can do about it if they don't agree," because yeah. of the way they've got the voting rigged. Yeah, and obviously it's it's the big unions who are saying absolutely no chance. No, um, I can understand with France because they want to nick them. <laughs> yeah, France want to nick them. Well, so do but, we, so do England as well. I mean, France yeah, France so well. so do everybody really, but. There's definitely a sense that, you know, there is a growing sense throughout the rugby world that, you know, we need to start better treating the Pacific nations with fairness. And yeah, if you go down a tier, it's fine. Yeah. And you can't, you can't come back. How can anybody not agree with it? I say I'm missing something, obviously. And it still is a way yeah. of, of, of getting more interest more competitive yeah. games, which means the more yeah. TV revenue and everything else that goes with it. Yeah. No, look it's, at, it's look really... Look at Tonga in the Rugby League World Cup, you know. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, on the flip side, <laughs> Tonga have said they're quite happy to have Israel for now. So, you know. Well. <laughs> but the thing is, would they be uh, that way if they could actually pick... And I'm yeah, not saying they were... you shouldn't take a principal stand on this. Of course, I believe you should. Um, but obviously Tonga have got a different cultural view of this stuff than me. Um, 
But would they be so desperate to jump in with that if, you know, if if it wasn't that way? Or is, it, is this rugby league we're talking now? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Kefi said we all certainly support Israel and his views. So, I mean, I think they probably would anyway. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's it would be a lot more of a a difficult decision if they could pick from all of the players that they probably should be able to pick from. Mm. And, you know, you know, Falau is going to be... Having a player like Falau would instantly create a huge amount of interest in Tonga that they don't have at the moment. And it's... I don't know. It's just frustrating, isn't it? Yeah. It is. It is, yeah. Sorry, right. Any more shit? Um, no, I think I've done enough there, haven't I? What have people been sending to us? Bruce Colley says that shit is the French derbies in the Heineken Cup. Oh, yes. Uh, Hugo Gordon says that shit is the sheer betrayal of settling down to watch an afternoon of glorious top-quality French rugby <laughs> only to be subjected to whatever that was. Yes, indeed. few people yeah. sent in the how shit the French games were, by the way. That they was a, were a really fucking rubbish. Let's not, let's not even pretend to beat around the bush. It was dog shit. Andy Bradshaw says that shit is Facebook, obviously realising I listen to the pod and therefore keep sending me adverts for concrete garden animals. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying maybe you need some sort of weird trolls in your garden. This is because as a patron, if you are a patron, I mean, you get access to the super secret Facebook group. Yeah. People well, you'll have been see. repelled from that group trying to join you are clearly not patrons, so I be know. warned. Yeah, we, we see you. We see you. <laughs> Matt McKnight gets in touch. He says, shit is my arms in a sling for the next six weeks. Oh, sorry to hear that, He says, however, good is that no surgery is needed and it's not my drawing arm. So I spent my recovery making art and watching rugby with me cat, Aussie. Can't be bad. That's not a bad life, is it? Indeed. Rich Harley gets in touch. He says, a non-rugby shit. Okay. He says, the number of tweezer twats on this series of MasterChef. Use the fucking fingers. All right. It's not COVID because... <laughs> They put some stuff on with the fingers, so it's tweezing for the sake of tweezing. <laughs> we talked about this in here before, I think, but the, 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 my fury at the fact that it, all food is Instagrammable from round one of... Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we've discussed my sort of uh, amazement at Junior MasterChef Australia basically oh, yes. having the exact yeah, same fucking it, situation. It's too much. Your kids, Eight-year-old kids should not be able to put up restaurant-quality dishes. Shouldn't happen. Have you watched Master Chef this series? I haven't. No. Right. There's a lad in the final who I don't want to win because he's he, he comes across as snide. And that's all I need to, That's all I'm saying. Fair enough. James Mackay Mount gets in touch. He says shit is all of the Welsh rugby outside of the men's senior team. I mean, yeah, it's very clear. It's and Josh thinks very... that's teaching on the edge. That's all built I mean, on sand. If you ask Josh, it, so it's become very clear over the last two weeks where every single ounce of the WIU's money and effort has gone into, and it is not the region's or the women's game. <laughs> Have we still got a sevens team? Or has that been nah, they fucked, they fucked that off. Jack Hurst gets in touch. He said, shit, is having been an Exeter fan for six years, momentarily forgetting the racism thing to cheer a decent try, then hearing the fucking chopper being belted out for no other reasons <laughs> other than the top dogs being petulant racists. I mean, it is feeling like that, isn't it? <laughs> They're just doing it to be petulant They're standing now. up for what they believe in. It just yeah. happens to be racism. 
<laughs> and we have to accept the fact that a lot, you know, and I do accept the fact, I recognize the fact, there's loads of Exeter fans like Jack who are vocal about this and saying, actually, we don't like this very much. We'd rather it wasn't this way, mm. you know. And you can't and help yet. who runs a club, I guess. No, you can't. Uh, there's also a shed load of them who just like playing dress up and won't actually accept the fact. Well, you know, there is that too. That's a different that's argument we've done thing. many times. Yeah. Simon O'Keefe gets in touch. He says, shit is the force feeding of the Ronan O'Gara versus Sexton imaginary rivalry for the semi, while forgetting <laughs> that John O'Gibbs, one, exists, and two, was a forwards coach at Leinster for a few years. Doesn't fit the narrative, though. Gotta have a story. Everything's gotta have a story these days. Exactly. Hashtag narrative. Johnny says shit is the phrase alpha battle. I had so much hope for Warburton on Coco. God bless diabolically Sam. shit. I yeah, he used that he, the other week. I he uses it a lot, which I guess means. It's always about it's the line, something. isn't it? When you're on your line, it's, it's nothing but an alpha battle. Yeah. Which is the sort of thing that really, really does reinforce my notion that even the the most decent seeming rugby players are total twats. Well, Alpha Battle sounds like a crap board game. It does. Whereas what it actually means is who's got the biggest manly manliness. Whereas that's not that's not what you're actually doing when you're fucking defending on your line anyway. It's just who's fucking bigger and less in touch with their yeah. own desire to preserve their self, health and safety. Surely. Shall we move on to good? Yeah. Have you got any? Uh, yeah. Do you know what? Ooh. In a game that was total shit, I did enjoy Big Ben Tamifuna, who, let's not forget, got dumped from Racing in partly because he came back from the World Cup as a big old fat man. Um, <laughs> was the man. Ben, yes. Why are you yeah. 26, though? <laughs> He said he, they said he was something like 190 kgs when he came back from the World Cup by his own excess because he had a couple of weeks of just cutting loose. And good God, that sounds like he had a good time. I'm 95 kg. Yeah. Which I think is 15 stone. So yeah. he was literally the upper end of the 20 stones. <laughs> oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and he can still spank. Have you seen that video of him spanking over touchline conversions? <laughs> At Racing, it's brilliant. It's I think it's on. Uh, I can't remember one of the other players' Instagrams, but it's just he he was banned from doing it because apparently he was making the flyers feel bad. He got declared a rugby incident, didn't he? Samafuna on. He did in that game. Yeah. That was actually a rugby incident, though. I think. Uh, he, they all that, just he, into yeah. Each other. yeah. But who was the man at eighty minutes? You know, <laughs> having slimmed down to about one hundred and forty kgs. Um. <laughs> putting his not inconsiderable bulk over the ball and winning the penalty that ultimately gave his new team the win over his old team, big old Ben. ben. Does he, he doesn't look like a man who should be able to sort of physically get over a ball no. like that without putting with, while supporting his 147-kilogram body weight. But, I mean, fair play to him. The ref decided that he did. So, uh, like Devin yeah. Toner. I'm amazed he could even reach the ground. Never mind play auxiliary scrum <laughs> half in the Indeed. 70th minute. 100%. Any more good? Uh, I'm going to... Uh, because we so often describe him as mayor, hmm. fucking hat, a hat off to Ross Byrne, who came yes. on and was excellent. You know. He has... Um, he had some history in this tournament, wasn't he? Was it was it against Ulster a couple of years Maybe. ago when he, when he kicked that winning conversion on mm. winning penalty on one leg? He could hardly even walk. 
Yeah. You know, he ran that whole show a hell of a lot better than A, Johnny Sexton in the eight minutes of shitting himself before he went off, uh, and also sainted Joe Simmons, MBE, CBE, VC. <laughs> you know, he was very, very good. And, you know, he's often, you know, sort of denigrated, not unfairly, by Ireland fans. is the greatest human being that's ever been birthed out of a lady's foo-foo. <laughs> It's very true. I Honestly, mean, just look at him. Because that's all the coverage says so. Yeah, the, he is the most slighted person in all of England, with the exception of his brother. But he's the second yeah. most overlooked by yeah. a disgusting colonial type. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I thought Rossburn was very good. Fair play. Yeah, and he, you know, let's be honest. He had his head hanging on by one tendril. Absolutely, by the end of it. in spite of the fact that he got fucking some pretty rough treatment from next to forwards, and his and his fringe is constantly in his eyes. Yeah, so that's something as well. He can play yeah. through all that. It's got all best with your peripheral vision. That it has. Yeah, play to him. with your head hanging off and your fringe in your eyes. I mean, you try and play yeah. a quarter final of high level rugby. Mm. No, he was good actually, and yeah, and I think that it's that kind of he is pretty steady. And there's that that makes people think he can do a job at the top level. Yeah, absolutely and, can't. And, and Never going to play. T- those people are fundamentally wrong. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> I can not see why the they bush. think it. He's absolutely not an international fly-off, but he's uh, absolutely rock-solid, dependable club level yeah. ten. For when your club captain once again breaks, like he's mm. made a lollipop sticks, he's the man you want coming on. Hmm. What else have got that's good here? James Reese gets in touch. He said, is a good for Josh Gardner is Steve Tandy is about to be a Lions coach, meaning that Tom Haberfield and Lloyd Ashley are wild card picks for the Test 15. <laughs> the strangest things have happened, you know? Yeah. Toby Baker says, good was Falatow's chip and chase. It was very nice. I love it when you just remind, because sometimes you forget about Toby Falatow, don't you? He's just yeah. over there doing Falatow things. And then you get reminded... Of just that he's an all-world rugby player. He is. It's just <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. You know, yeah. that, that chip and chase was off his left foot as well. Yeah. It was, yeah, yeah filth. Didn't even break his expression once while doing nope, any of it. not at all. Patricia Vieira says, good is Ireland. He played some of the best rugby on display this weekend. That's very true. As we said before, mm-hmm. like a very coached team. Especially, I'm going, to, I'm going to get this wrong again, I think it's Bevin Parsons. Especially Bevin Parsons, who already is freakishly good. Yes, we agree. Yeah, she is. Ian Stevenson says good was Ronan O'Gara as a funny, intelligent, thoughtful analyst of the game. I find myself slightly liking him now, which goes against everything I believe in. Yeah. I'm not entirely on that board with that yet. But I'm, I'm not I'm, entirely there, but I, I remember I read admitting. I read his autobiography and ended up liking him far more than I wanted to. And I'm a bit so like the Ever have... Given in the yeah. Suez Canal. They brought that <laughs> digger a, along and they're taking one tiny bucket out at a time. Yeah. But I'll, I might shift. Hmm. Uh, what else? That's good. Graham Gulvin says the screaming skull that used to be Devin Toner. What a game he had! Yes, Ghost Rider. Did, despite hobbling from minute three, <laughs> I do love him. Everything yeah, about him screams this... none of this should work, <laughs> but it's, somehow it continues to work. <laughs> Mike uh. Swinson says, "Good is the sun was out and training for my lads under thirteen team yesterday." Said, but Indeed. shit is how much they've all changed since the world went down. I'm assuming they've all grown up a bit, have they? I bet they have. 
Plus, it's under 13s. There'll be one lad with a beard who's six foot tall. <laughs> really it, it happens. At a that, really that age, wispy one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Paul Johns says, good, Damien McKenzie. Just watch the highlights. Yeah, he's come to life again, hasn't he? And that weirdly yeah, really reborn is. Chiefs team. <laughs> they were a total embarrassment about four months ago. They're now a... Yeah, they're now all right. It's very weird. Uh, he says, shit, he's already surveyed again, injured. I haven't seen that. Yeah. Oscar Turner says, good is Leinster's last 10 minutes, a masterclass on how to close out a game. He said, I don't mm-hmm. love Leinster, but anyone shutting up Exeter always puts a smile on my face. Indeed. My wife was genuinely giggling at me shouting obscenities at Exeter as they continued <laughs> to lose on Saturday. Yeah, it was fun. Let's not beat around the bush. Um, and that's probably it. I think it probably is, isn't it? So there you go, Josh. Thank you, Indeed. everybody. Sorry about last week again. We are back. Indeed. We are back, back, We'll back. make a plan to do the team in the 90s at some point. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we'll be there soon. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Josh is now off to be stretched on a rack. That's oh, uh, right, I am. And uh, I'm off to edit, edit this and get it out to you all. Thank you very much and take care. Goodbye. So long. Have you got a one-for-all gift card that you've yet to spend? Treat yourself at any of the 11,000 one-for-all retail partners nationwide before December 31st, and you could win €10,000 in cash. When you spend your gift card, simply visit oneforall.ie forward slash win, and you'll be in with a chance of winning. Terms and conditions apply. One for All. Proud to support Irish businesses. The One for All gift card is issued by GVS Prepaid Europe Limited. GVS Prepaid Europe Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Podcast Network.